Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And today we are here to do our season recap. Um, we're not going to re relitigate everything that we've talked about over the last, uh, you know, podcast where we kind of did a, a season recap on our last show uh, in terms of the uh, the recap for the Bucks game. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to talk about some statistics, some things we like, things we didn't like, uh, and we're going to go through the annual Meow Mix Awards show uh, where we hand out some hardware, uh, you know, digital hardware, hardware. Yeah. to uh, players, <laughs> coaches, uh, you know, things we, uh, best plays, best moments, things like that. So uh, it should be a fun show. Bring a little bit of levity maybe to uh, Panthers Nation right now. Yeah. Desperately needed. Desperately needed. <laughs> I mean, you were getting upset as fans being so negative, and I'm, I was right there being negative. So, yeah. well, you know, I mean, I, I'm just ready to. I'm just ready to start thinking positively about the team again, and 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 looking forward to the season. You know, I mean, this season sucked, and it was really depressing, and it was really. I mean, it, it, it kind of affected me. <laughs> and then just seeing, you know, everybody saying, you know, just so such negative things about every part of the Panthers franchise just really kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. Like, you know, it made me feel bad, uh, well, really depressed. And uh, so I sort of stepped away from Twitter for a few days and, and still am away from it, really. Um, and... You know, I just, I, I, I understand. I completely understand how everyone feels. Uh, I'm just trying to be optimistic and I can't ever stay mad at anybody or anything uh, it, that I care about, you know, that I really, really care about. I always just, you know, 10 minutes after a fight with my wife, like a knockdown drag out, not physical, but just really, you know, I'm coming back. I'm sorry. You're the best. I love you. You know, things like that. And I feel like that's what I'm doing with the Panthers. And um, by the way, I'm, I'm just a, I'm the best husband in the world. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so so to see all the negativity, negativity and everything, it's just it's really it's tough. See, and, yeah, you uh, were messaging me. You're messaging me on Monday. And I was like, dude, I need some time to be angry because I, I, uh, yeah. I. I was pissed that we were still keeping Matt Rule. I'm still pissed that we were keeping Matt Rule. Yeah. But I am not as pissed as I was. You know, I was making the memes. I was the... I'm, you were leading the charge. <laughs> I, was, I was on yeah. that Twitter. I was, the, you know, if you go back yeah. in history of our Twitter account or our Reddit account and you see, like, a lot of angry stuff about Matt Rule being kept, yeah, that was me. Because I was so, not happy. And I'm still hoping say, he gets fired. You say it's you know it was it was Monday, you just a day after the season. But this has been our mindset for like the past two months. You know, really. I mean, ever since the Panthers kind of started losing, it's been fire Matt Rule, fire Matt Rule, fire Matt Rule. Matt Rule doesn't get fired. It's still fire Matt Rule, fire Matt Rule, fire Matt Rule. Well, David Tepper's not going to fire Matt Rule. I he, still had you know, hope. I still have hope. Uh, well, Houston first fired the thing their is, coach. Yeah, that's true. I mean, anything could happen. Um, but I'm going to assume, based on it not having happened so far, based on what Matt Rule has been saying and 
you know, that we haven't heard anything from David Tepper, that Matt Rule's going to stick around. So if that's the case, then I'm, I'm kind of ready just to, okay, he's sticking around. What else can we talk about? <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I am. Well, let's go I'm ahead just, and look I'm at this I'm just so season. bored of talking about Matt Rule. It's just, you know, I'm bored. It, well, let's look at some stats over the season. Kind of okay. look at the year in review. Uh, okay. Talk okay. about what we liked, what we didn't. Um, unfortunately, quarterbacks passing is the first thing that comes up. Uh, Sam Darnold started 11 games. Cam Newton started five. P.J. Walker started one. I, I don't know what to say about this group. Cam Newton, I love you, but... Your arm, you did not look sharp this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think your best serve in the future to play a backup role slash short yardage back mm-hmm. for a team, you know, a quarterback slash short yardage, you know, quarterback. I think he would be great at that. He could help win some games for teams. He could Don't get paid. Taysom Hill is getting paid. Like <laughs> exactly. And that and and Cam Newton still has a lot of skills that you know even just in the locker room like Cam Newton mm-hmm. is a valuable valuable piece and you know I'd love for Cam to be back here you know there's a lot of things that would have to happen for that to to happen but um, yeah I, I agree I think Cam still has a lot of value just not as a, a 17 game starting quarterback. I think he would be very beneficial because the way he sounds, he sounds like he's willing to take that backup role now. Mm-hmm. Is I think he would be good for a two or three year starter who is on the cusp of becoming or uh, already a playoff team or and or like just someone you know he's not going to unseat like a Justin mm-hmm. Herbert, like a Joe Burrow, but can also help him out with that leadership problem, leadership and stuff like that or. Mm-hmm. Dealing with all, all the other intangibles that you know comes with being the the guy in the city. Yeah, and I those think would be really be... good options because those are teams that are poised to win. Mm-hmm. And like you said, teams with young quarterbacks who are really good, who the fans aren't going to be clamoring for Cam Newton to come Correct. in there and be the guy. But they had to. Those teams are good enough everywhere else that Cam could probably be fairly successful. Mm-hmm. And he, he so. I think he would be a good mentor. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot Agreed. of people ju- judge him wrongly with his rookie intro introduction into the NFL. I think he'd be a good mentor for a younger guy like that. Agreed. Um, Sam Darnold, who was who I thought he was, he sucked. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. moving on. I don't want to go through Sam Darnold. Don't need to talk about Sam Darnold. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, let's move over to defense. I just kind of want to talk about general defensive rankings. So we've heard Matt Rule talk a lot about oh, the second second ranked defense in the league. Blah 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 blah. Um, yes, uh, generally defenses are ranked by total yards per game, and in that metric, the Panthers were the second ranked team in the league. Um, but if we look a little deeper into the defensive ratings uh, rankings. Uh, passing yards per game, Panthers fourth. That's still really good. Now, there are reasons for that. Uh, generally, teams were not passing a lot in the second half against the Panthers, certainly in the fourth quarter, because some a lot of these games were just out of hand. They didn't have to. Uh, which goes into rushing yards per game. Panthers 18th in rushing yards per game. 
Uh, Panthers 16th in total sacks, so right in the middle in sacks. 21st in points per game allowed. 28th in takeaways, which I think is... Huge. Honestly, one of the reasons that the Panthers were not able to win a lot of games this year Mm -hmm. is they weren't not able to create turnovers. And I think they were next to last in the league in turnover differential. Um, So obviously making too many turnovers, not able to get any turnovers. And I think a lot of the turnovers too is the fact that teams could run on us, run on them Mm -hmm. over and over again. Yes, they were so good against the pass, but they didn't have to be so you know, so you didn't have the quarterback dropping down for the third and eighteen, the third and twelve, mm-hmm. all the time trying to force pass with Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick, messing up that throw, and having one of the DBs be able to pick it off or even a sack fumble. You know, I felt like that was probably a good contributor to why mm-hmm. our turnovers were so low. Yeah, agreed. And that passing status—it's so misleading. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, so, and I, and really, the yards per game is misleading too because the Panthers were turning the ball over, in on the other side of the field so much that teams were just able to go down and score and not have to rack up yards. So I think that's a bit misleading as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I know f- for a while we were talking about how our defense was just tired and started giving up scores because the mm-hmm. offense three and out or you know a slow drive or a quick drive of five plays and then all of a sudden a turnover and they get the ball at the mm-hmm. 50 or 40 of us. Yeah. So uh, a couple of good things, Hassan Reddick, 11 sacks, Brian Burns had nine, but no one else, no one else. Etor Gross Matos had three and a half and he had two and a half in one game. And he kind of, he didn't play a lot though. So where's where's the other guys? Where's Derek Brown and, you know, the middle guys? Where's the other linebackers? Or I can't – Morgan Fox. Where were they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one thing we knew about Derek Brown when he came out of college, he's not really a pass-rushing uh, tackle. Uh, we were hoping that maybe he would morph into that, and maybe he will. He's still very young. But, uh, yeah, Morgan Fox really didn't contribute much at all. Um, Etor, like you said, won one really good game, and that's kind of it. Um, linebackers didn't do much at all in terms of pass rush, at least in terms of production. Uh, Jeremy Chin was moved back into the safety role, so he wasn't rushing the passer that much. Um, yeah, it, w- it was a, a strange season where there's so much talent but didn't get the production. And a yeah. lot of that now, I think, is technique. And maybe one of the reasons why the defensive line coach was fired because we saw a lot of Brian Burns going for strips mm-hmm. and not going for tackles, not going for sacks. And I bet there were four or five times where he could have sacked a quarterback and he went for a strip and missed, and the quarterback either ran out of the pocket or was able to complete a pass. Yeah. No, I agree. So Burns' uh, numbers could have looked a lot better. The one thing I do want to say, though, is when you said Derek Brown, was it that? Mm-hmm. He was that last year. He had the most pressures by a defensive tackle rookie ever, and I, I think he was second to— He did, to, but he didn't have any sacks num- sack numbers. So, yeah, he doesn't get there, but he, he gets right. there, but the quarterbacks are getting in the way because he still had nine quarterback hits, set third in our team this year. So he is yeah. getting back there. He's just not getting back he just there. Just half a second out. late. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just want to not try to critique it. I just want to say, you know, hey, he wasn't <clears throat> as bad as it sounds. Right. I mean, he was fourth in the team with sacks anyways, with three. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, that's a sad stat. It uh, is, yeah. Stefan Gilmore really led the way for the corners. Uh, J.C. Horn had a really great start. Really mm-hmm. hope he kind of comes back, plays like he did at the beginning of the season, especially if we get Gilmore back. C.J. Henderson, I hope you develop because you did not look mm-hmm. good here. Yeah, C.J. Henderson, uh, questionable. I mean, I, you know, both you and I, everybody liked the move when it happened, I, I think. I still you think you have to make that time. move. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so far... There has not been a return on that investment. So hoping that a full off season, maybe with Stefan Gilmore here, if they can get him re-signed. I would love uh, that. And have Stefan Gilmore kind of tutor both he and J.C. Horn, I think would be amazing for the team. I really hope they get that deal done. I think that's maybe the second most important signing they could have in the offseason. Yeah. Um, the corners were really... Uh, surprisingly good this year. I mean, you, you know, that was a weakness on the team last year, and this year Dante Jackson really turned up up the heat and played really well for, you know, 75% of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of uh, as as did everyone else on defense. He kind of backed off a bit towards the end of the season, but uh, for a while there I think he was one of the better corners in the league. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really there was a lot of good improvements uh, on the, in the secondary. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, Certainly was yeah. one of the strengths of the team early yeah. on. I, I still think it was probably the strength of the team for the most of the season, even towards the end, mm-hmm. even with Dante Jackson going on IR, mm-hmm. with J.C. Yeah. Horn going on IR. I mean, A.J. Boye was in and out of the lineup. I mean, I feel like this team, even the younger guys, the, you know, I keep mentioning his name, Keith Taylor. Like, he surprised and played well. I mean, yeah. and I feel like that was Rashawn Melvin played well. Miles mm-hmm. Hartsfield played well, even though he's listed as a safety. He was down at corner a lot too. Played well yeah. for the most part. Agreed. So, yeah. So that secondary coach, hats off to you, man. You did a great job this year. Yeah. Uh, one place that maybe was a little underwhelming was wide receiver minus um, dg Moore. go ahead i was gonna say minus the steadfast of 1200 yards for touchdowns every year i was gonna say dj Moore was dj Moore. um doesn't score a lot of touchdowns but he gets a lot of yards now he had some drops this year that were a little unfortunate more i think than he's had so far in his career um but robbie anderson was just kind of Collecting a paycheck. Uh, yeah. Terrace Marshall didn't get a lot of playing time. Shy Smith didn't get a lot of playing time. Um, you know, Zilstra was Zilstra. You know, <laughs> made a few plays when he had the opportunity, but that's kind of it. Yeah, I like Zilstra as what he is. That bottom of the yeah. roster, you know, special teams player. I, he can make some plays, uh, but that's it. I don't think he's ever going to become that top-tier receiver or you know starter receiver but he's good for that role um 
Can you guess who? I don't know if you had the stats up. Who was the mm-hmm. third leaving receiver on this team with receptions? Uh, with number of receptions? Mm-hmm. Probably CMC, right? Yeah, CMC, and yeah. he only played a few games, so seven games. I don't have the stats up, by the way. I just, okay, I'm, that's how much I know the Panthers. And then um, right, right behind him is Amir Abdullah, with thirty-five. That doesn't surprise me. He probably got all of those in the last three games of the year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, consider how much they played him. Yeah, uh, receiving wise, uh, not great. And, and you know, since you kind of talked about the running backs a little bit, let's go there. You know, I don't want to step on some of my awards here, but Chuba was better than I thought in terms of statistics, and uh, he put up decent numbers considering he had like nine games with less than ten rushes per game. He still had over six hundred rushing yards, five yeah. touchdowns. Um. Obviously, CMC didn't play a lot. Played, what, six games, I think? Six full games. Um, Was putting up good numbers in those games, but couldn't stay healthy. Uh, And then Amir Abdullah brought in, you know, middle of the season. Really took over that receiving back role. And a little too often took took over the rushing running back role as well. But, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty down year for the running backs. Yeah, I agree. I think Chuba... Would have benefited from Matt Rule sticking to his guns and running the ball more on close games. Mm-hmm. Again, of course, when you're like down, like down two, three scores in third and fourth quarter, you have to start passing. But early in the game, it, it, they went away from the run way too quick, in my opinion. It felt like Chuba every time he he needs a rhythm. I was waiting for them to actually try to workhorse him, but they never wanted to try to workhorse him. Yeah, agreed. Um, Let's see. Offensive line was terrible. I don't even know if we need to go through the stats there. And Taylor Bowton, you're like, the best one. Got it. <laughs> yeah, they had like 13 different starting lineups. Just terrible. Um, Brady Christensen, I guess, get a shout out to him. He uh, was able to start at left tackle uh, last couple games of the season, and he played well. He was one of the higher graded mm-hmm. uh, players on the team, so uh, on offense at least. So I, I believe we'll see more of him at left tackle next season, uh, based on what Matt Rule said in his press conference, or his uh, interview with Mac Attack as well. So, uh, yeah, where do you want to go next? I, little hats Special off teams. to Zane Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you ended on IR. I don't have your exact stats. Here we go. 90% field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. So, hats off to you. He did miss one extra point, but... Okay, it's moved back. That happened. And that was like his first game? First yeah. or second game, I think? Yeah. So, Zayden Gonzalez, way to lock down that role and look forward to seeing you next year, even though some there should be another kicker in camp. Just saying. Yeah, agreed. Uh, now, you know, we've, we've kind of given our thoughts overall on the on the season. You know, go back and listen to our Bucks recap show if you if you want us to kind of get into the nitty-gritty there. Um, but, you and know, depression. overall... Ger- uh-huh. Yeah, depression. <laughs> and depression. Yeah, that was really kind of cathartic. Um, but, you know, we do want to give some awards out for this season because, you know, there were some good standout performers. Um, there's also going to be some awards that you might not want to win yeah. that we're going to give out. <laughs> so. Yeah, I always like to do it. In my fantasy league, we always had, for a long time, we had the actual trophy that we would hand mm-hmm. out, and then we had a 
shit trophy that was a garbage mm-hmm. can that had a toilet on top of it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for the worst team in the league. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll, maybe, well, you know, maybe we'll give out a uh, a, a trash trophy here, but. Um, so I guess uh, you want to start out with the most improved player. Oh, you got? most improved. I, I put this on the list, and I really can't tell you a most improved player off the top of my head. I'm going to actually say Dante Jackson. Even though he did struggle okay. towards the end, I feel like he really stepped up this year. Yeah. He was really looking elite up until a couple games. I like that one. Um, I went with Shaq Thompson. Mm-hmm. I thought he had a really, you know, he, especially the first, you know, probably 60, 70% of the season, played really, really well. And he was the guy that we always hoped he would turn into. So I'm going to go with Shaq in terms of my most improved. I think he really stepped up. Yeah, I I could get with that one too. He really did look good for a good portion of the season. Uh, now, now we're moving on to the best rookie. Rookie of the year. I, I, I mean, to me, this is kind of a no-brainer. Go for it's going to be Chuba. I mean, Chuba had the biggest impact of, of any rookie. Um, 612 rushing yards, five touchdowns, also added 174 receiving yards and a touchdown. So, you know, almost 800 total yards, six touchdowns, and only, like I said, nine games with less than 10 rushes. So he really only played like half the season as the featured running back. And even then, he wasn't the featured running back the last couple of games. So uh, I'm going to give it to Chuba as the rookie of the year. And he was the only Panther that had 100-yard rushing this year. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah, I'll go with Chuba as well. I mean, it's almost an incomplete, realistically, just with all the injuries and Matt Rule not wanting to play the starter or the rookies this year. So. All right. uh, Best offseason signing best offseason sign now i i i fudged on mine a little bit i just went best signing okay i so i, I i'm gonna go with hassan reddick i felt like that's yeah. almost a no-brainer you have to yeah. say 11 sacks he was he was a nightmare he's gonna get fat paid this offseason by somebody if it's not the panthers so i'm i figured i i gave hassan reddick a different award here so i'm gonna say zane gonzalez as the best signing, um, I get that again. Not not an off season signing, but I thought he you know probably had the second biggest impact of signings. You know, just in terms of being a rock solid kicker, someone that could be relied on to make really kicks of any distance. I mean, he he just seemed like his leg got stronger as the year went on. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I went with Zane Gonzalez there. Obviously, Hassan Reddick is the best signing, but uh, yeah, I tried to I spread you... my awards out a little bit. I get what you're saying. I completely yeah. understand that. Uh, now, worst off-season signing, or for you, mm-hmm. off- worst season. No, it's signing. off-season for sure. Okay. Who you got? Oh, well, uh, actually, you went first last time, so I'll see who I got. Uh, I went with Cam Irving. Mm. Uh, left tackle. Uh, played. You know, he's hurt a lot. Uh, thought that there was a better left tackle option on the roster the entire season in Brady Christensen, who yeah. didn't get to play because they invested in Cam Irving. Um, so for a myriad of reasons, I went with Cam Irving as the worst signing. I went with Denzel Perryman just because they 
they didn't even want to try to see what he had. I mean, he lit it up in Vegas, went to the Pro Bowl, and Jermaine Carter, he didn't take that step up that we were hoping. He actually was the the liability on defense for most of the season. So I feel like that was a worst off-season signing just because of the way they handled it. And Mm -hmm. they should have kept him, and he could have been good. I mean... Yeah, it's actually a good signing. They just screwed it up by letting him go. Yeah. I mean, you could always throw Pat Elfline in there if you wanted to say you know, that. I thought about Pat Elfline, but given that he took over the center position and wasn't a total disaster the last few games of the season, or when he, when he played, and, and really, honestly, if he wasn't there, I don't know what they would have done. Um, I he get, was better he, he than Sam little... Tecklenburg. He got a little bump up from me over over Cam Irving, but yeah, mm-hmm. those were the two that I was really considering. Yeah, um, biggest. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, biggest surprise player of the season. So we're, I'm going uh, positive surprise player of the season. Who you got? I got Frankie Louvu. I, Frankie Frankie I feel Louvre. like I felt like every time he saw the field, he was making plays. I felt that they should have probably started playing him a little bit more. Towards middle of the season, but they still kept him in that more of that spot duty. But mm-hmm. Frankie Louvu gets it. He was. I really hope we re-sign him. Um, when we signed him, I literally called him Bottero roster special teams guy. That's it. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe make the roster. Maybe not. I and towards the end of the season, I was saying that guy needs to play more. So hats off to you. Yep. You outplayed what I expected by lights and miles. He was so good that he was also my positive surprise of the year. Um, one and a half sacks, 43 tackles, a forced fumble, and in, in sparing playing time, or you know, uh, not a ton of playing time. So, love Frankie Louvu. Hope that he's back next year. Yep. On the other side, disappointment of the year, and I bet we have the same guy here too. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, go I went first. with Robbie Anderson. Uh, just considering the investment. Uh, 519 receiving yards, five touchdowns, seven drops that he was credited for. I, I feel like it was probably more. That, than that. was in one game, right? Because <laughs> I feel like he had he had like at least four in one game, I think. But they have him credited with seven drops for the season. I, definitely feels like it was more I, than that. But I had I know somebody who calls him Sir Drops a lot. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> um. So yeah, he was my disappointment of the year. Um. I'm gonna go Christian McCaffrey. Because you were healthy so long, and then all of a sudden last year you had the injury. I get it. Then this year, same thing. I mean, yeah. I was so disappointed because I, I, I was expecting you to finally bounce back, be healthy. You said it. You were, you were a hundred percent. You were all great. Disappointment, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Least valuable player of the year. So this is where I put Christian McCaffrey as the oh, LVP. Okay. Um, just considering the, again, the investment, um, second year in a row now that he's just not given us anything, um, can't count on him. And when he's down, the offense is toast, as yeah. we saw. Uh, so he was my LVP. And mine is Sam Darnold. Yeah. I mean, there was towards... Those first three games, I thought I was wrong, but then those other games, I I was right. I knew I was right. 
I forget which game. I think it was New England, and he was just so bad. We had chances to win that game. The other players were, put him in position, and he just bad throw after bad throw interceptions. Mm-hmm. It's just bad. The thing that saved him from the LVP for me was the fact that when he was out, the team was the same. Regardless of whether he was in or out, the offense was basically the same. There was just no difference. So I I don't know if he's the problem or, you know, if all the quarterbacks just sucked equally or what. I mean, they it just so it, that kind of saved him from the LVP for me. Also, I just didn't want to put him on my list. I just didn't want him on my paper. I get that. I vomit <laughs> every time I see his name, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh Let's go back positive. MVP. So I broke mine down into the offensive MVP and defensive MVP. Um, so if you want me to go first, I can go first. Go ahead. I, I'll okay. do the same because I could probably I, come up with a couple. So. I'm sure. I mean, there's really only. T- I mean, there's really two obvious options. Uh, maybe three. Uh, maybe a couple on defense, but offensive, it has to be a DJ Moore. You know, uh, 1157 yards, four touchdowns. Again, I wish he would catch more touchdowns. This has been my whole my problem with DJ Moore since the beginning is he just doesn't catch a lot of touchdowns. He's not a red zone threat. <clears throat> but he is obviously the best wide receiver on the Panthers right now, and uh, I would say he's one of the better ones in the league. So uh, DJ Moore, offensive MVP for me. And then defensive MVP, I went with Hassan Reddick. Uh, 11 sacks, two forced fumbles, 37 tackles. Again, on a cheap contract. And uh, should have made the Pro Bowl, didn't, but felt like he, I mean, he he really was a catalyst for the defense. Yeah, uh, I agree 100% with both of those. And those, if I was doing offense and defense, that's what I was going to do. So yeah. I'm going to make jokes out of my MVPs. And offense, I'm going to give it to Taylor Moten because he had to learn so many names this year in the offensive huddle. Like, <laughs> so many. And he, he did a good job, like, learning names. I uh, blocking there and sure. defensive I, i'll say stefan gilmore for coming off that injury and looking like a pro bowler once he came back i mean almost was a pro bowler yeah you know, he's a pro bowl alternate in in very limited time so congrats to him as well so i, I guess right, i'll do gonna... like my mvp like secondary list for that sure. because i agree with your top list <laughs> yeah i think those are those are two good guys too uh, and you got to throw Burns in there as well. I mean, mm-hmm. he, the only pro bowler on the team um, had a really nice season. I so pity he would get double-digit sacks. He still hasn't done it. Yeah. Uh, best play or moment of the season. So this one I threw in there because I thought there was a pretty clear winner. But what did you have? I had the Arizona game. Yeah. Cam's return. Those touchdowns, that win was dynamic. It was fun. Mm -hmm. I was cheering. We thought the season was turning around. We were wrong. But it was a blast to have that week. It was a really, really fun Sunday. The week leading up to it Mm -hmm. was really fun. Cam's first press conference back was awesome. But the moment for me was the I'm back touchdown. You know, where... I mean, I just, I went crazy. It was so fun. It It was was so fun. It was exciting. And like you said, I, I honestly felt right then that the season was saved. 
you know, that Arizona team was the best team in the NFC at that mm-hmm. time. I think they had the best record in the league. They did. Um, now they were without their starting quarterback, but still. They just dominated was, a good San Francisco team. With yeah, this, they had just, yeah, missing a, a good San Francisco team. Yeah. Um, so the Panthers killed them. Easily the best Panthers game of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, I will, I will always remember that. You know, yeah, as bad as the season was, that moment, that really that whole week was just so exciting. And especially considering, you know, we had lost a few games in a row and, you know, we were just not in a good place. Um, it was great. It was great. Yeah. And I, thank God Cam came back because otherwise this season just would have been miserable. A total, total disaster. Yeah. I mean, another great moment. Uh, I know we just, the Arizona game, but mm-hmm. I was there at that game when Cam Newton came out of the tunnel, his mm. first game back. That was, that was a lot of fun. A lot of experience. Yeah. Unfortunately, the game was not a lot of fun. But uh, Cam that, played well in that game. That moment was a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything else? Oh, I had Coach of the Year on my list as well. Um, again, I think it's pretty obvious. Phil Snow did a really good job with the defense this season. Um, I don't. I don't. You know. That's the uh, only secondary. coach, really, I think, that discerns any, any whoever recognition the, Whoever the secondary coach is, sorry, guy, I don't know your name off the top of my head, but, I mean, he, yeah. like I said, the secondary was pretty lights out mm-hmm. with a lot of different players. It wasn't just, you know, our star, you know, J.C. Horn and Stefan Gilmore. I mean, yeah. they rotated through a lot of guys, and they were still good towards the end of the season. Yeah. And again, you know, the defense wasn't perfect. We went over reasons why earlier in the podcast, but... Uh, I felt like they were improved from last year, and really they were not the problem this season. Nope. At all. And and really they were the reasons why we were in so many games. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, anything else? I'm looking forward to the offseason. I've said that before, but I'm really looking forward to some free agent signings, you know, maybe the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator signing, you know, then looking at the draft. We're going to probably start looking at the draft right away. But, you know, yeah. we're going to have a lot of things to do with that six overall pick. You know, because – we don't have many, we, only one pick at the top 100. So are we going to trade it for more picks? Are we going to get a franchise quarterback, franchise left tackle? Who knows? No way we make that pick, right? No way we pick sixth. I think we could. I think we could. I think if. I don't, I think they have to trade back. I agree with you, but yeah. I think that they we could take somebody. And we will discuss that in their draft profiles. We will. We will. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Yep. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMixPodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. We will be back uh, at some point soon. Definitely we'll be back whenever the Panthers uh, get a little more realistic about this offensive coordinator situation. Um, I'm sure we'll come up with some some cool content for you guys over the next few weeks when it's kind of dead Panther season. Playoffs are here, so um, I'm sure we'll be back before the Super Bowl and and talk some playoffs and do some cool stuff. So, but I think we're gonna take a little bit of time off. Uh, might take a week off here next week and just kind of 
collect ourselves um, as Panthers fans and uh, content creators for you guys. So hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on in the YouTube comments. Uh, mailbag at mailmaxpodcast.com, like Jerry mentioned. Um, if you want to chat or you have any ideas you want to you hear us talk about. But uh, until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. Wow, <laughs> wow,